Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. You also find me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. Welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. So, the three of you, uh, Alice, Thelonious, and Hannibal. Uh, Hannibal, who has two critical fails to his count, uh, just awesome. so we Thank all know. Uh, just rub that in. And uh, uh, you guys had previously cleared out the atelier of Laszlo, uh, found out a bunch of nasty stuff about uh, Project X319, his uh, uh, Laszlo Von Dracovich's involvement with all that, and you guys got home, went to bed, and now you have both Orvalt, uh, the sheriff of the city, and uh, uh, Abraham Goldbeard uh, coming in out of the rain or pretty early in the morning and seem very concerned. Abraham, Abraham, my head hurts. Do I need to sit down for this news? Yes, I believe you do. Okay, let's all go have a seat at the table. So, yes, yeah, so you guys go to the parlor. Uh, the breakfast is still being prepared. I... Uh, but there's more room in the parlor. It's just a little kitchen table in the kitchen there, you know, a little tiny one. So you guys go into the parlor, and uh, uh, you hear Fritz yell, and he's like, do I need to serve you know, breakfast in the dining room? That would be great, Fritz, if you could. And, and add two more plates. Uh, and, and Orvalt and, and uh, <clears throat> Abraham kind of nod. Uh, if you want, roll insight on uh, both of them. 14. Uh, no, I can't count. 13. Nine. Uh, so with a nine, uh, it seems like they're both pretty concerned. Uh, with, uh, for the, the U2, it seems like Orvalt has, uh, a lot on his plate. He seems, like, really stressed out. And then otherwise, uh, it looks like Abraham, you feel like was maybe almost gonna turn down breakfast, but you think maybe he hasn't eaten lately and just sort of thought better of it and is just kind of going along. So you guys go from the parlor over to the dining room and sit down and Maxwell comes in and, and sort of sees what's going on and sits down and just sort of shuts his mouth and listens. Uh... Abraham says, uh, my matter is much more pressing, so I will go first. Um, so last night, I think that my protege has been taken. Taken? You mean, what do you, how do you mean, explain that to me? Well, I, I, so we've stationed guards at our homes, um, he insisted that more guards go to my place, and the city itself insisted on that as well. I was not a fan of that, but uh, my protege, uh, the young Mr. Brightmore, I do believe he has been taken, uh, and I did not see bloodstains when we went there in the morning to try to pick him up. Uh, the, some of the guards had been killed. Uh, their bodies were left aside, but he himself was taken. Orval, did you investigate this? Orval looks at you three and says, uh, here's the thing. Uh, there's more going on in the city than that. I've not had an opportunity to do a lot of digging over there. Okay, fair enough. Do you think he was taken to get through the trials? Abraham shakes his head and he says, they had found some back door in some teleportation spell that bypassed the wards. I think that 
Kuru is close to being summoned, and they're going to sacrifice him. Oh, great. Well, we know where we're going next, potentially. I think we kind of knew that anyway, didn't we? Yeah, our our equipment should be in today. I would say so. Okay, what else you got, Abraham? Is that, that that's your stuff for right now? Can you remind us what exactly will happen if um, Guru he gets uh, yeah, if Guru gets is successful in being unleashed and your boy gets sacrificed? From what I understand from the old texts, if Altarius is indeed eaten by Kuru after Kuru is summoned forth then he'll have obtained some great level of power or some connection to Azadon. He was tasked with devouring 50 priests and was stopped at 49. Oh, that's right. I remember that story right. right now. So, great. Let's go kill Altarius. <laughs> that was a joke. I was joking, not being serious. Just kidding. you got to give the man a heart attack. I Please know. know that he does not have to be eaten alive. Get him out of there. For the sake of this city. We will. Abraham sort of leans back and there's a moment of awkward silence and Fritz goes, uh, who wants eggs? As he comes in with like a big plate of eggs. Ooh, I do, I do, I do. He goes, yeah, we'll all take a plate of eggs. Oh, good, good. And he puts like a, essentially like family style, he like puts it in the middle. It's like scrub, a pile of scrambled eggs. He goes, I have uh, the meats coming. I'll be back. And... Uh, you almost think Maxwell's about to stand up and try to help him because he wants to get out of this like awkward scenario, and he just sort of keeps his mouth shut and sits there. Abraham, what's your plan at this point? We need to get you out of town. I I feel like traveling open roads is not necessarily a safer method for me, but they don't necessarily need me anymore. Yeah, I guess it's kind of true if they're successful. Well, they're not going to be successful. We're going to take care of this. Okay. <laughs> Abraham kind of nods. He says, I pray that you will be. All right. All right. So. Orvalt. Or, yeah. What do you got for us? Orvalt goes, I have more bad news to lay on you. All right. Bring it. Uh, two pieces of bad news. Um, Is it just two? You're going to tell us three now. No, it's... it's <laughs> Two, okay. Unless somebody comes in and interrupts with more bad news, but which I wouldn't entirely say is out of the question with a morning like this one. Well, we uh, found a, a body in the uh, old residential district. I uh, stabbed a number of times in the back. I uh, seems to be a member of of your uh, our our friend. The uh, good flat Chimarazon's raiders. Uh, well, one of the add-ons uh, that came in from that party from the city of Narquelian, a uh, man by the name of Odaskal. Odaskal's dead. Yeah, he. Uh, uh, I don't know what he was doing in that sector of the in this sector of the city, uh, but he was found uh, inside one of the houses, um, the house of uh, 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 Miss uh, Payne. Interesting. Miss Payne? Yes. Um, uh, and he lets you know, uh, which I suddenly had a brain fart, uh, Cassius Payne. Cassius Payne. So he, he was said, found in Cassius Payne's house stabbed? Well, no. Uh, outside uh, of Outside it. of the house. like uh, But on the uh, property? But on the property, yeah. Oh. Okay. Have you been able to get anything from her? Well, we... It's been a crazy morning. Uh, so that's... Not necessarily the the highest priority right now. Oh, great. Okay. What's the other thing? To the city, Altarius isn't necessarily the highest priority. Uh, There was an attack at the Red Gorgon Saloon. Okay. In addition to the one that we were investigating earlier? Indeed. Um, And this one seems more along the lines of what you'll be familiar with. Uh, Flat Kimarazan is missing, and there is nothing more than a pile of blood in his room. Boy, I believe Flat Kimarazan has been taken by our <clears throat> culprit. Something took Flack. So either he was drunk and passed out, or this thing is fucking strong that took him. Well, and they're taking out all the raiders. Well, uh, from what I understand, uh, uh, that 
situation we've got a little bit more information on because we've been a little more focused there. Uh, indeed, Flat Humerizan is missing. His stuff has been ripped apart and gone through. Uh, and uh, as far as that goes, uh, to the, the best of our knowledge, uh, he's pretty much been staying at the Red Gorgon Saloon. It's uh, From what I understand, his house hasn't really had a lot of uh, uh, people coming and going to it. He's basically just been holing up uh, at the Red Gorgon Saloon. And um, Wait, he has, a, he has a house as well? Uh, he has a home as well, yeah, in the, the same district, the, the new residential district. Abraham, we have reason to believe that Flack may be in possession of one of the pieces. Abraham uh, uh, kind of shrugs and he says, uh, it could be, I, I don't know. Um, I, I just know that I was promised to secrecy with the piece I had. Orvolt kind of looks at you guys a little funny and doesn't quite know what's going on. Uh, but uh, Abraham says, here's the thing. The murders can be investigated later. You can leave that to Orvolt. I implore you to go to the catacombs of Kuru as soon as possible. I yeah. cannot make you. I'm only requesting, but I feel it's for your safety as well as our, the rest of the cities. I don't disagree with that. I feel like that is probably the top priority. It's, it's the one that the guards can't handle. We can't yeah. handle. Right. The other two things the guards can still deal with an Orvolt. Well, he can still deal with on his own. If people disappear, we can't watch everybody. So obviously, if people are going to disappear, they're going to disappear. If it took flack... Yeah. Then but maybe Orvolt should be rounding up the raiders and either protecting them or trying to get as much information from those that are left alive, figuring out what else is going on. You know, they were the raiders were the ones that were down in that other area, right south of the city. Uh, indeed, yeah. That I'm is feeling true. like something got found or they went somewhere they weren't supposed to, and that's why they're getting picked off one by one. If you guys want, you can make an intelligence check, and I can tell you a little <laughs> bit more, uh, give you a little more insight on that. Unnatural twenty. And for you two? Four. Uh, seven. Four and a seven. I mean, yeah, it, it's just what comes to your mind. With an unnatural 20, you know that Project X319 was programmed to, like, you know, it was put into its head by Laszlo that if it was released early in order to gain its power that was going to gain over time on its own naturally... If it wanted that power sooner to devour people, to eat people. And who's the most powerful people around? A team of adventurers that, you know, have been traveling around. You're not sure if it's necessarily they found something they shouldn't have in, you know, the southern lands. So much as they're just sort of the right for the plucking. Because it gains abilities from who it devours. So eating someone like Flack... That's that's got to be the cherry on top. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's so long as. I mean, if he got his if he got his power the way he said he did, does that wish automatically transfer to whoever eats him? Who knows? That's a that's a real tricky thing. It depends on how he worded the wish. Is it natural strength? Did it come from an item? Who knows? He could also have been lying. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, just, but no one's that strong naturally. I mean, that was some pretty unnatural, ridiculous strength, Flack. But does the power go to X319 once the person's dead? Do they have to be dead? Or well, he needs to devour them. Yeah, he, he needs, needs to devour eat them. them. Okay. So I, I guess we technically don't know. Maybe X319 no didn't take him out. Maybe they fought and he's just missing or he's about to get devoured. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, right. I feel like he could probably hold his own, but. I guess that's just well, and like I, in the dark. Like knows? one of you said before, it depends on how drunk he was too. Uh, before, because uh, uh, Orvalt will let you know. He says that you know he was last seen completely belligerently drunk, going to bed, and then was missing in the morning. Yeah, but being drunk doesn't normally mess with his fighting sense. Do we know where three nineteen might be hiding at this point? Like, was there somewhere that we were thinking of checking out that we could have the guards go check out while we go to? Check out Kuro. I mean, even if you could, do you want to send guards to wow. take care of that? Something that could take out flack. Yeah. It's no well, joke. Either way, we can only do one thing at a time. Yeah. Right. And the Kuru is going to be the most important thing for us at this point. Right. And the rest of the stuff we'll just have to deal with when we get back. Yeah. So long as we're breathing. Yeah. I th <laughs> so I, at long least, as you're breathing. We can at least have Orvoltzman, you know, search the city, gather information for us. 
Maybe in the keep meantime, an eye on the Raiders. Yeah, while we and maybe left. and let the Raiders know to be on high alert. We got Juliana left. We got uh, Norbert. Which is a coincidence that Juliana hasn't been picked off yet. It could be. She also doesn't stay at that same place, though. Right. That's true. She goes to a different location. But Norbert does. But Norbert Norbert's does? weak as shit. <laughs> if X319 knows better, it knows it's to not, stay away from yeah, Norbert. it's not going to bother. I don't know, unless he wants to be able to make some sweet-ass shoes. I'm not going to lie. I don't think he cares about gaming, shoes. I was really hoping you were going to tell me Norbert died, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, he still owes me shoes. I know that's why I'm you, gonna you find that good. You could feasibly go and pick up the uh, shoes. Uh, uh, they should be. You think that they should be uh, ready today? We don't have time to talk to Norbert. Well, I'm pretty sure we can go get. We have. Well, we have to get our weapons. That doesn't have anything to do with Norbert. Mm. That's true. Different locations. Yep. Darn. I would say let's <laughs> go get our stuff and make sure we have everything we have. Oh, I agree. I think that's where we need to go now. All right. So we'll tell these two. Duly noted. We're working on it. Yeah, uh, Orvalt. Yeah, Orvalt lets you know that uh, uh, the uh, probably a good chunk of the town guard is focusing on the uh, disappearance of Flack, uh, searching around. But they are searching for Altarius at the same time. Uh, but you know they have a pretty good idea that they're not going to find him. We already Do- know. We already have a pretty yeah. good idea where Altarius is. Yeah. yeah. Does the public know about any of this? Is there starting to become questions and confusion and, and chaos going on? Orvalt lets you know that uh, he says, I mean, you know, he's like, uh, I mean, for the most part, a lot of this stuff has just been swept under the rug, covered up. I mean, nobody knows Flack is dead just yet, uh, but there's a good chance the uh, new residential district won't be thrilled. Uh, I mean, we know what he was like, but I mean, to them, he was a hero. Do you know why um, everything was locked down last night in the government district? We were trying to get in there and everything was closed. They were trying to find Verna. Uh, no, uh, not entirely sure. Uh, it would be a little strange that it entirely locked up. Uh, he says, but I mean, if all the counselors were gone, then, you know, they, if they were the last one leaving, they would have locked it up. Uh, so they must have left early or something. I'm starting to get suspicious about Verna again now. Well, we'll find out. Here, you know. Here's what we need to do. <clears throat> we got a lot of stuff on the table. We're going to go down to the... To the catacombs. Including these eggs as I start eating the eggs. <laughs> We're gonna yeah. You guys are eating. Uh, yeah. We're going to go down to the catacombs, but we got to be prepared before we do that. Yeah. We have several magical weapons that need to get identified because if they're going to be useful down there, then we need to have them. That could be, yeah. If you guys want to end up using some of the beefier magic items you found, that's certainly a possibility for sure. Right. Plus, we got to pick up uh, our weapons. So from, we got to pick up our weapons from Pain Exports, yep. and then we should probably go to the University District and get these weapons checked out. Yep. Then we got to head down to the Church District. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then maybe go pick up my shoes from Norbert. Nah, I need my <laughs> cheetah shoes. I need my cheetah shoes. Where are the all right? Where are the shoes in relation to the to our weapons? Is that uh, they would be Red uh, Gorgon Saloon. Uh, Red Gorgon Saloon is across the way from the... Uh, is Norbert still uh, showing out the Red Gorgon Saloon with another person disappearing there? Uh, Fleck, or I'm sorry, Fleck. Uh, Orvalt lets you know. He says, I did ask him to stay there. There's He insisted on uh, guards to protect his uh, collection. Uh, but he is staying there for until further notice. We'll likely move him somewhere else because of all the things happening. He might be a suspect, Orvalt. You might want to take him into custody. He is rather strange. Right? Uh, I don't think he's eating flat no, Camarazon, though. No, I never said he was eating people. <laughs> he but could be a mole or a spy. You okay, sh- okay, should, okay. That's enough. You should arrest Here's him. what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. I mean, maybe if he was cutting off feet, but like the, the, that ain't the MO of who we're dealing with here. Well, he's been he's been there during both disappearances. I ain't saying he's above suspicion. It's just <laughs> he's a rather meek individual. Don't, Norval, don't listen to this idiot. All right. Let's uh let's go let's go take care of our weapons, get these things identified, and if you want, you guys can go get the weapons identified while I go get my shoes, and then we'll meet back up at uh, the college. I'll meet you at the college. Fine. Does that sound? I mean, where is it relation to everything here? Uh, well, yeah, you guys could do that. Maybe we're going to the Red Gorgon Saloon isn't as stupid as we're making it out to be, because we can talk to the raiders who are there. We don't know who's left though. Right, well, Juliana, can... and she's probably not there. I mean, feasibly, you could like even we don't talk have a to relationship Iser. I mean, yeah, like, Iser, but yeah. we don't have a relationship with any of the other raiders. No, the, all, all the other raiders are mostly like flunkies and low-level grunts and stuff. Uh, the, the the ones that were like, you know, but you know, we can have Hannibal 
ask a few questions when yeah, he's there picking up his shoes. Sure. So you guys are uh, <laughs> splitting up, and are you guys immediately going to the collegiate district first, and you're going to the uh, I thought we were shipping district? Up our weapons first. That works. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, let's do that first. that's okay. fine. Yeah. So I, you know, just want to know the order. So you guys uh, finish your breakfast. I, uh, as far as that goes, uh, I. Oh, no, they'd be going in different. Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, uh, Orvalt in a carriage can actually take you uh, quickly over to the shipping district and then drop you off and then head about his own business. That'll work. Oh, that'd be uh, so, great. Yeah, he gets you there pretty quick, and uh, it's still like kind of a, a misty, cold rain. Uh, you guys step off the, the carriage. Orvalt wishes you the best, and he takes off, and you guys walk up to Payne Exports. Yep. All right, let's go in. Uh, you uh, walk in and uh, uh, you see uh, your friend Gaius Payne across the counter uh, and uh, make an insight check. Say friend? <laughs> well, uh, um, business associate. Uh, 11. Uh, 16. 15. With an 11, uh, he, he looks a little... You know, I don't know, maybe uh, out of it or, or you know, he's not very focused on what's going on. He doesn't greet you when he comes in. You don't pay it much mind. With a 15 and a 16, he seems worried. Uh, he's kind of like, you know, uh, instead of wringing his hands like he normally does, he's kind of like like cradling his like head and he's he's kind of mumbling to himself. What's going on, guys? Oh, uh, hello. Um, uh, you're here for your pickup, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, did you guys, out uh, of character, did you guys already pay? Yes. You dropped the money. Perfect. He says, uh, yes, they were able to complete it in time. Uh, here's your silvered weapons. And he grabs out your weapons, which was, uh, you guys requested what? Uh, I had two silver rapiers. Yeah, two silver rapiers. I had, a, I had silver arrows. Silver arrows. I didn't have anything, anything but yeah. I do need some potions. Would he have some? Yeah, he he lets you know. He says, "Oh, uh, yes, we we do have some behind the counter." Um, <clears throat> and he lets you know they're fifty gold a piece for the two d four plus four. We want. I, I could use two of them. Sure. All right. And that's the standard rate. He's not you know necessarily rooking you or anything. That's fine. Okay. Um, Gaius. Uh, yes. Uh, we heard uh, there was a hell of an incident with your aunt last night. Well, yeah, I, I'm I'm very concerned. Uh, How's she doing? Well, um, I, I I've not been able to talk to her to know, but uh, the 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 town guard who was looking for her filled me in as to what happened. Uh, it's dreadful. Yeah. Do you know who that 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 guy was that was killed at her house or outside her property? Um. He says, uh, yeah, he came in to buy arrows pretty frequently. He he fought with a repeating crossbow. Okay. Do you know, did, did your aunt have any relationship with him besides just business? No, I don't even think my aunt <clears throat> met him. Hmm. I don't believe so. Interesting. Do you know why he would have been hanging out near her house? No, I. it's it's rather concerning. I, I, I don't know if... Maybe he was trying to stalk her or, or something else nefarious. It, it seems rather strange. And you haven't heard from her at all? Uh, no, she apparently the, the town guard is, is gone to question her and she's not been in. So I can only assume that she's just been waylaid and not able to come into work because they're questioning her. Questioning her at her house or at her office or where, do you know? I would imagine her home because it's so early, but I don't know for sure. Okay. Did you know, you knew that uh, the guy was a, a, a raider, right? One of Camarazons? Indeed. He came in often enough that I was able to build a rapport with him. Didn't you guys just send them off on a, a little miss, mission? Um, the, the city had sent city them did. to the south, yes. Yeah. Uh, they were searching for trails to the south, and uh, they, they couldn't find uh, any, at least none that were financially viable, according to uh, the, the reports. Okay, and you're, you're sure your aunt's got nothing to do with any of that? No, I'm I'm very sure she's never met him. Do you want to roll insight? Yeah, you guys can yeah. roll insight. I mean, I think he's telling the truth, but... 15. Seems to be telling the truth. That's a one. Ooh, first of a uh, recording session, right? Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you can't get a good read on him, it, but you, you have a good... You, you feel like he's telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, did... Mm -hmm. so, so was cash do we do we figure out if if she was the one who 
sent them, like like as part I of the council? She, was she the one that led the charge for them going? Uh, the it was a council vote, right? It was a council, council vote, but yeah. it was brought up by somebody. It was a council vote, uh, but it was indeed brought up by the uh, shipping district, uh, which would have been uh, uh, the other uh, pain, uh, Longinus pain. Yep, Longinus. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Longinus was the one that came up with the idea. That could be, yeah. Guys, have you talked to Longinus lately? Have you seen him in the last day or so? Oh, um, no, I, I've, I've not seen him in the last couple of days. Uh, I think the last time I saw him, uh, uh, it was the, the night of their party. Mm-hmm. He doesn't come around too often. Okay. okay, so just as an aside with these two, so you guys remember the hologram thing we saw? Mm-hmm. And it was somebody in a giant hood that could have been covering up horns. Could be. Could be. I thought it was a brown hood, wasn't it? It was a brown hood, but it was pretty tall on the head. Tall on the head. Oh, didn't we? I thought we assumed that was Paralysis. No, it wasn't Paralysis. Well, it wouldn't be. Wouldn't necessarily be her. It could be, but Paralysis wore a black hood. Oh, I thought she had. All right, never mind then. I thought she had brown. And then she could change her clothes, but yeah. If if this thing's set, if let's say let's say it's Cassius, right? And she set X three nineteen free to potentially. With, and they put the crown on it and hand it off looking for pieces of the armor or whatever. And she also sent Flax Raiders down to potentially find whatever's in the south, this tower thing, which also may contain some of the armor. Do you think maybe she's part of all of this? I think that would make sense, right? I don't think she's clean, but I don't think she's the mastermind on this. I don't think she's necessarily the mastermind, but that doesn't necessarily mean she's not... She might be under. I was gonna say she might be under the influence to do these things. I think she has her own agenda. You can try to press her or something. Try to have a talk with her if we can find her. I mean, yeah. As of right now, she's presumably being questioned by town guard. Oh, okay. Gaius, presumably, Gaius doesn't seem to have anything for us. So I think I think we're done here. Right. Any other questions for Gaius? Do you have anything else? Or anything else you want to buy? I don't know. I'm good. Yeah, Gaius uh, uh, lets you know, he says, oh, if you do run into my Aunt Cassius, uh, by all means, just, just let her know that I, I'm hoping everything's okay. We'll oh, let her yeah. know. We'll let her know. Sure. And he smiles. Okay. I think this is another thing we have to put on the back burner for right Yeah, now. I think just for the moment. Yeah. it's. I think it's worth talking to her. Yeah. All right. So Alice and I are going to head down to the university. Well, where are we right now? We're in the- uh, We're in shipping. You're in the uh, merchant district merchant right district. now. Sorry. And then how close is that to the government district? And uh, how close is that to the... Oh, pretty close. It's across the like the, the river uh, to, the mer- uh, to the government district. And then how far away am I from the Red Gorgon Saloon? That's in the shipping district, which is uh, not too far. You go through into the collegiate district and then across a bridge. Oh, and the government district is the opposite, the opposite way? Yep. All right. So why don't I... So you guys are headed to the collegiate district anyway. Yeah. You want me to go talk to Verna? Why don't I think we should all talk to Verna, and then head over and then split up, and then because we're up. right, we're right here is the thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that. All right. Sure. So you guys go across the the river into the government district and go to the the building where the governor resides, and uh, uh, the government or that particular building is in a bit of a panic. You see a lot of people kind of running around, like talking amongst themselves. You see like uh, what seems to be like, you know, rooms that have meetings that have like, you know, government kind of officials in them. And uh, Verna's office is uh, uh, shut and locked. Let's knock on the door. Yeah. You knock on the door and there's no response. Awesome. Do we see people floating around here? Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of people coming and going. Uh, Let's pull a random person and see if they know where she is. Yeah. Sure. You grab a random uh, dwarf. Uh, dwarf walks up to you and goes, uh, uh, how can I help you? We're looking for Verna. Uh, Centrine Fall, do you know where she might be? I don't believe she's been in yet. Did you yeah. see her yesterday? Uh, yeah, I believe early on. Is she usually here around this time, though? Uh, typically, yeah, but uh, uh, I mean, there's a little bit of uh, chaos and commotion going on. Yeah, what, what's going on exactly here? Well, Flack is, Camarazon's uh, gone missing. We know that. Well, that's yeah. the issue. He's a councilman and he's he's vanished on us. Yeah. Do you know why? It's not like he has an office here, though. No, but this is the primary government building. Flack yeah. may have, well, actually, I uh, stand corrected. Or you stand corrected. Uh, Flack does have an office here. It just doesn't use it. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. He has got an office here, doesn't he? Uh, he does, yes. Uh, a few of the councilmen uh, wouldn't fit in this building, but uh, 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 he he did uh, have his office here. Um, in this building? In this building, yeah. Where is his office? Where is his office? He directs you uh, around a corner. Uh, uh, he says, I, I don't believe it's that much use, but, I mean, you're welcome to it. Let's go check okay. out his office. Yeah, well, wait, I want to ask one question yeah. real quick. Do you know why this building was closed early yesterday? Was something going on? Uh, well, I know the, the governor was uh, leaving early. Um, I presume the other council members that uh, uh, were in were doing the same. Uh, I believe Verna was the only other one I can think of. Flack wasn't here yesterday, though? Uh, no, no. no I'm Sounds like not. he's not usually in. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to double check. Okay. Thanks, dude. Let's go check Flex. Yeah, not. Just real quick. Sure. You guys go around a few corners, and uh, uh, down at the end of a hall, uh, you see across the hall from like the uh, like the latrines, essentially the you know the uh, like the public restrooms of this facility. Uh, you know, it's like big chamber pots and stuff. Uh, you see a closed up door, uh, and it has uh, Flex. Or it says the name Chimerazon written across it. All right, let's open the door. Sure. Well, let's see if he unlocked it. Uh, it is locked. All right, I'll give it a. I'll give it a go. Absolutely. <laughs> we both is, stare at Alice. <laughs> that is a sixteen. Yeah, it unlocks, and you guys open up the office door, and you see a desk, a chair, and you see what should be a bookshelf, but it's not filled with books. It's filled with empty bottles. That seems about right. Mm -hmm. There's a few empty bottles uh, that are on the top of the desk, and it seems like if Flack Kimarazan had to come in, he basically had a few drinks, dropped his bottles, and just walked off. If you want, you can investigate the room, though. Let's just check. Let's just see. Yeah, uh, investigation checks. 19. 19. 9. 9. 10. 10. With a 9 and a 10, you guys look around, and you find uh, what seems to be uh, you know, just empty bottles. There's a few that are like had a little bit in them and they smell really bad. Uh, nothing really catches your attention. Uh, with a 19, you find uh, what is like probably the only folder of his in this office. Uh, you see in the desk, you, you pop it open and uh, <clears throat> uh, there's a folder of uh, what seems to be, uh, you know, like, you know, his own personal folder. It's like sort of his own like belongings, like a catalog. Okay. Okay. Start scrolling through it. You absolutely can. You go scrolling on through the uh, uh, the list, and you find, you know, like, you know, plus two sort of ogre slang sold to a merchant. You know, it's like to buy booze money and stuff. It's it's a lot of stuff to, to buy booze money. Uh, but there is uh, one thing that uh, catches your attention. Let's see here. See if I can bring it up. I... Uh, you find uh, what would be gauntlets. Uh, it says black, shop won't take, can't sell for booze, keeping in storage, keeping in bag. Well, now, that sounds familiar. And it dawns on you that I uh, potentially, if Flacky Marizan is from a family of adventurers, he likely inherited this from somebody, and he likely had a piece of the armor of Endless Night. Great. So it says in a bag? It's a, it says uh, keeping, like basically keeping on in my bag. So he had it oh, on. Oh, great. And it went through his things. And if you recall, yes. Uh, Orvalt said that uh, uh, it's his belongings had been rifled through. Well, I think if nothing, now it's probably worth it for all of us to go investigate the Red Gorgon Saloon. Why is X3... I thought... X319 is acting on its own. Mm-hmm. It is no longer controlled. But it's still trying to grab these pieces. Maybe yeah. it's not... Maybe it's Didn't not it. it want to take control of the Bloodbane family? Having the armor of Endless Night would probably help him in that. Annabelle Bloodbane, according to yeah. Laszlo, was a megalomaniac so, as a result of the experiments done on him. So they're both competing for the pieces of the Endless Night, then. That's what it seems like. It could be. So, Pyralis, Or one of them is using the other. So I would assume Pyralis has the helmet. 
that's what you guys figured. Uh, she seemed to be buried with it, and it was missing from the, the coffin. And X319's got the pantaloons and whatever boots. was in the, the, the boots and whatever was and in the, the gauntlet. And the uh, gauntlet. So as of right now, you would know, let's see, the... Uh, yeah, the greaves were uh, uh, in the vault that you guys mistakenly handed over without thinking. Yeah. Uh, the leggings were in the sewers. Yeah. Uh, the breastplate is in uh, Abraham's maze. The uh, the van braces, like the arm guards, mm-hmm. are in a high elf noble, high elf noble family or something. That's all you got out of uh, the uh, memory. Uh, gauntlets, flat key Marazon, uh had them. The uh, helmet is presumably with Pyralis. And then in the tower to the south was supposedly pauldrons, the shoulder plates. Which again, with the Red Raiders being there, there's a good chance X319 has that now too. Or maybe. Or it's still there. Are they? Tr- or is someone trying to figure out what they found there? Yeah. There's a lot of different ideas here. <sighs> okay. Right. So I think it's probably worth it now, I would say, to go investigate the Red Gorgon Saloon. Did you guys want to go together? Room. All right. Well, do we want to do that first or do we want to get these things? Let's uh, let's investigate first, then let's All right. Sure. So you things. guys head from the government district. Oh, hold on, hold on. Wait. No, because we have to go through the collegiate district anyway to get to the Red Gorgon Saloon, right? Well, well uh, before we do any of this. N- not necessarily because you're on the other side of the oh, river right. now. Yeah. Two things. Number one, I want to go into the latrine, grab a chamber pot. And, uh, what? and pour some stuff over Camarazan's office. Why? Uh, I, as because he does that, I start to walk out of the room. No, uh, you're on your own. <laughs> uh, here's yeah. the thing: the these aren't necess- these are almost more like toilets where they're fastened to the the yeah. There's like a, a tank underneath that they empty out. And I want to mess with them. He peed on uh, Goldbeard stuff. He's not coming back. Well, someone else had to deal with it. Number two, though, uh, should we break into Citrine Falls' office? No, why do we need to bring? This? I don't. I because don't see. there's a lot we don't know about her at this point. Where in the hell is she? There might be something in that office that can give us an idea. I mean, as of right now, you also have a whole lot of people running around right. that would see you guys. Like, if you want to take that chance, you certainly can and try we to can try and time stealth out. break in. No, no. There I think is there's probably going to be something useful in that office. I agree. I don't think. And what we're, we're here get, right now on this floor. I don't think what we're going to get out of it is going to be worth the hassle. I feel like. If there's an opportune time, sure, let's go for it. This isn't it. This is not that time. But it is in case she's bad and is lying to us the whole time. Because if we come back and she's there, she's not going to tell us the truth. But do people typically, like, if she is indeed bad, does she have a note on her desk that says, I'm evil, ha, ha, ha? No, but there might be a file or something just like what we just found that she has. I'm not going to say that that's not a a possibility. So I would say right now, do you, like, throw it to a vote? Do you guys want to try to... Do a B and E on her office during no. this busy no. time. They say no. Losers. I mean, the thing is, is like when you guys pass by, you once again see the uh, the room next to her has like a meeting going on. People are coming and going from that. It seems like this is like so much chaos that it's not very easy to break into her. And office. granted, I'm not ruling it out, but this is not the right time. Now, if the, if we get a chance, fine. Yeah, but this, yeah, is, this is not that chance. Your suspicions are warranted. Yes. But this is not the right time to do that. I hope I'm right, just so I can, <laughs> in the future, just... I told I'm you so. Unless you're all murdered. In your face. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying this is not exactly the right moment to do that. Well, we got a couple minutes. Anyway, we voted no. Let's go. Okay, so you guys are heading uh, down the elevator and into the shipping district so that you can go to the Red Gorgon Saloon, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you guys head across uh, town. It's not too far from where you're at. And you guys make it to the Red Gorgon Saloon without any issue. Still rainy. It's not as heavy as it was, you know, when you first set out. But as far as that goes, yeah, it's still misty and cold. And you guys arrive and there's tons of guards and like as soon as you're walking up like a like three guards stop you and then when you guys kind of pull back your cloaks a bit they go oh yeah absolutely come on in pull back our cloaks yeah like yeah. the hoods of the cloaks oh, oh, oh i'm like so they can see you <laughs> i pull my dick out I mean, what? 
Start no. some dicks. <laughs> All right, sorry. God, I hope not. So you guys head on into the Red Gorgon Saloon, and uh, sure enough, yeah, Orvalt is indeed there. Uh, he's talking with uh, Norbert, and Norbert immediately sees you guys walk in and goes, "Oh, I have your shoes for you, Mister Hannibal." Excellent. So, please. Describe them to me. Like, what What exactly are... These are Chate shoes. Indeed, they're Chate shoes. And Orvold's like, um, I was asking some questions. He goes, please, yeah, if the, I can... What the hell? If I can just get these shoes, it'll be one less thing on my mind. Orvald, trust me, this is going to be worth it for you. And Orvald kind of goes, yeah, go get the shoes. And he starts uh, uh, shuffling up the uh, stairs. Can I ask Orvald what he's found out so far while we're waiting? Orval looks to you and he says, uh, nothing out of the ordinary, uh, or not out of the ordinary. He says, nothing outside of what I've already told you. The only other thing I can think to say is that it does not seem like a big man like Flat Chimerazine was taken from this location. Uh, <sighs> I'm assuming you, you well, uh, let's maybe go look, take a look our, ourselves if you don't mind. He says, uh, I mean, this is, this I get that uh, Abraham Goldbeard has a, a very important job for you guys. It sounds rather, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, very important and you know mm-hmm. everything. But I mean, this is your reason for being here, I suppose. So you have free reign of the the crime scene. I've I've mostly kept most of my men off at just having key members I know I can trust. You know, taking a look around. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll stay here if you guys want to go investigate. Now nah, let's go take a look. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, uh, uh, Hannibal, are you going with I uh, I uh, uh, Norbert? Norbert, or are yeah. you okay? I'll just go with him. Yeah. So you go with him. I uh, and he's just babbling about the the shoes. So to just uh, let you know what they do, uh, these are cheetah shoes, otherwise cheetah shoes. They are cheetah print boots. They allow you to use the polymorph uh, spell to turn <laughs> into a cheetah. <laughs> Uh, so you use those uh, characteristics. Uh, essentially, it will. Uh, we'll have to look in the uh, uh, either the monster manual or the player's guide. Uh, I think beasts are at the end of the player's guide. Uh, it's going to be the like a big cat, but then its speed is increased. You look this up right yeah, here. Yeah. So by all means, take a peek, and if it doesn't seem like the exact same thing is in there, we'll figure it out from there. Uh, and it functions as the polymorph spell. So I. Uh, uh, I would say that if you take damage and uh, uh, don't pass a like uh, you know concentration check, then you would turn back into a uh, uh, person. Yeah, but otherwise, it lasts as long as the spell does. All right, let me see if I can find this thing real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Take your time. Uh, so you two go into the uh, uh, the the room. Oh, and it does uh, not require attunement. And what'd you say? Uh, big cat or yeah, big cat, something like that. Are you done yet? We're trying to investigate here. This is important stuff. <laughs> this is. All right, I found cat. Appendix creature st- statistics. Is that what I'm looking at? Uh, we'll we'll chat about it at the end of the Sorry. episode. Yeah, yeah. just because uh, yeah. otherwise. No one else cares. <laughs> I don't know. I'm turning into a damn cheetah. That's great. What can you do, it's, you fucking dragon man? It's pronounced yeah, I'm today. already a dragon. <laughs> so the two of you go into the uh, room where Flacky Marathon was. I... Uh, and it does look like this is pretty lived in. Uh, it looks like he had a, a fair amount of clothing in the like the cabinet. The cabinet's open. Its clothes are strewn about onto the ground. Uh, there is a backpack in the side of the room that's been like just torn open. And uh, it looks like there is a bunch of junk on the ground. Uh, but as far as that goes, you do not necessarily see black armored stuff. Uh, so no gauntlets. I... Uh, can but we, can we still investigate the room? See if there's anything, yeah, that might also strike. I, I'd like to check the the door for any sign of force entry. Uh, absolutely. Uh, well, actually, you you don't necessarily have to check the door. You can see the window has been like uh, broken through. Looks like broken inward. Yeah, we know uh, that's X three nineteen's route of entry is the window. Uh, but go ahead and make investigation checks, the both of you, and I can give you cl- more clues that I think you'll already kind of have a good idea of. Uh, Sixteen. Six. Uh, with a six, you can even see there are claw marks along the, the window. Uh, it does look like X319 smashed through the window, and uh, uh, it seems like he likely attacked uh, Flat Chimerazon in bed. You think that he was probably drunk, passed out, saw his opportunity, smashed in. Okay. 
Good old smash and grab. A lot of the blood is on the bed and on the ground by the bed. Uh, with a 16, Alice, you do find an assortment of items. Uh, you don't know who legally they belong to, but you might be able to take some of the stuff lying around on the ground All if right. you're interested. All right, what do we what do we got? Uh, so you have a, uh, let's see, Flacky Marazon, what would he have? He would have a uh, big two-handed maul. It's all strength-based stuff. So he has a big two-handed maul. He's got a, uh, in the closet, he has a uh, polearm, a uh, big glaive. He has a uh, uh, battle axe. He has, uh, I mean, it's it's like throwing axes. Uh, it's all, he's a big dude. It's all strength-based stuff. Is there anything you want to try to swipe or no? Uh... I don't know. I can't really use strength-based stuff very well. So I mean, not. really, none of the group can, because even Hannibal, even as a fighter, is dex-based. Yeah. First booze. <laughs> you do find a lot of empty bottles. Do I see any full bottles? Ooh, with a sixteen? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would have needed like a thirty for that shit. Uh, there ain't no unused booze in this room. Uh, since it's all strength-based, uh. Unless something stands out to me as kind of important or everything more seems u- or fairly, yeah, everything seems fairly ornate. I mean, he was like a big time adventurer, supposedly. Like, I mean, you know, it's just a matter of whether you want to gank this and how you want to explain it away if you do take it away. Can I? Can I take? Can I take one? Uh, yeah. What do you want to take? I'll take the battle axe. Sure. How are you? Are you just gonna throw it over your shoulder? Or are you? How are you hiding it? Like it's I, a big battle axe. I, I, I want to give it to Norbert. So you want to go into Norbert's room? <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. So Norbert is walking out of the the uh, the room. <laughs> you could use a battle axe. I'm walking downstairs to wash my hands of this. I just sure. Uh, Hannibal, as you're walking out of the room, and he's explained for like the fourth time that you become a chate, and you're like, "Don't you mean cheetah?" And he's like, "No, you're pronouncing it wrong." And I say, "Whatever, it's fucking cool." Hey, uh, hey Theo, I could turn into a cheetah. Chate, I can turn into a chate. A chate, yeah, it's a pronounced chate. And you walk up with a battle axe. Yeah, that sounds dumb as fuck. Uh, Norbert, I got a gift yeah. for you. Yeah, a gift. Yeah. Is is it a pair of shoes? No. Oh. Even better. I, what could be better than shoes? So I hand him the battle axe. He holds <laughs> it and attempts a strength check, fails, and like it drops to the ground, and he's like still holding the the hilt, and he's like. It's um lovely. I thought you'd like it. And he goes to start dragging it into his room. <laughs> and it's just scratching up the floor and he can't really lift it. I don't think Iser's gonna be very happy with you scratching his floor. Maybe uh, just leave it there. Yeah, maybe I should. And he drops the axe. And he says, well, would one of you kindly help a a a a a a, a, a fairly strong but but perhaps a little too tired cobbler with with that hobbling an axe into his room? It's time to go now. I <laughs> start heading downstairs. <laughs> he looks to you, Hannibal. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll help you put it in your room. <laughs> you, without much worry, lift up the axe, set it in his room, and he goes, I'll treasure it always. Tell your friend. I will. Norbert, thank you for the shoes. Yeah, you're very welcome. Anytime you need shoes, you come to me. I will. How you holding up? I, I yeah well, well Flack was a little bit of a bully. I I don't really mind if if he's gone forever, but I'll never forget <laughs> my friend Roscoe. I know I'm I'm very sorry. And I put my hand on his shoulder, and I say thank you again for the boots. At least I still have my pal Odaskel. <laughs> <laughs> um, just leave. Yep. <laughs> you leaving? Uh, no, you know what, Norbert? Hang out yeah. here with your axe. Uh-huh. And if you need something, yeah. we are we are at the Mertillo Berge. I thank you for the boots. Wonderful. I if I'm ever in in need of assistance, I'll certainly reach out to you. Yes, you just see my friend Maxwell there, and he will happily. To help you. <laughs> Maxwell. What's his last name? Oh, steel Breeze. Steel Breeze. What a coincidence. I happened to have met a Steel Breeze before. You he did. He, he, indeed. He was a, a, a captain of a town guard in a city called Narquelian. You know, Maxwell mentioned he had uh, had some family out that way. What a small... I'll have to go by and visit with your friend Maxwell. I guarantee you he will be thrilled. 
Wonderful. You should take him that axe too. He'll probably he'll probably help you out with that axe, teach you how to use it. I I would be delighted to get lessons from a master. If I can carry it over, perhaps I can I can I can figure out a way to 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 put a shoe on it and it'll it'll have an easier time hobbling around. You know what you should do? Make yourself some gorilla boots and then you can polymorph into a gorilla and carry the axe over there. I never once thought of that. It's brilliant, isn't it? A gorilla. A gorilla. <laughs> I never I never would have thought to turn to put on the boots and turn into a gorilla. I, I I'll have to do this. While you sit here and you think about you enjoy that thought, I have to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> you leave. <laughs> You guys head downstairs, and uh, uh, you see that Iser uh, is like harping on on you know uh, Orvald. He's like, "So when the hell am I going to be able to open my bar? This is bullshit." And and Orvald's like, "Please, sir, you're going to have to understand. A lot of murders are happening in your establishment. This is rather concerning." Do I hear that? Oh yeah, sure. As you head downstairs, you can do. I walk up to Iser and give him a little like, "Dude, calm the fuck down. Roll intimidate." 15. He looks at you and he says, don't think that uh, because the town guards here, I won't jump over this bar and beat the hell. And Orvald's like, Iser, do it. Whoa, whoa, beat whoa. Beat his ass, Iser. Beat his whoa. ass cold. We're dealing with a murder investigation. Both of you need to settle down. Exactly. Uh, you think people are going to be coming in here like crazy? Two people just died here. Who the hell's going to want to drink here anymore? Might want to think about selling your place. Wow. Oh, Polonius, God. how about we stop starting bar fights? Okay, Theo, we gotta go. So, <laughs> Iser, as he starts cursing you in the distance as you walk away, and you guys head outside, and Orvald's like trying to calm him down. Sorry, Orvald. <laughs> you shout in, but you don't know that he can hear you over the shouts of, of like, you know, the town guard, and yeah, everything going on. That's okay, it was more for show anyway. Okay, no, fair can we, I think that was fun. Yeah. Can we get, back, can we get to the Collegiate District? Absolutely. So Let's you guys that. head on over. That, right? Oh, I could cause more trouble here. Let's go to the collegiate what district. What if we <laughs> didn't do that and went to the collegiate district? So you guys head on over to the collegiate district. And are you guys going to track down Kibo? Yes. Absolutely. So you guys head on up and I uh, I wanna I wanna check my surroundings. Yeah, absolutely. Make a perception check. It's a eighteen. With an 18, you notice that uh, uh, it looks like, like as you go by one of the rooms you kind of are peeking in, you see that uh, uh, it looks like Elizontalus Everwinter is like in a meeting with some of the teachers. Okay. So let's and you proceed. creep underneath the door and like you know keep going and you guys head on up uh, stairs and uh, uh, you see Kibo Freedom Peak is in his office. Uh, don't check that. Yeah, he is. And uh, it looks like he's like you know putting away files and stuff and busying himself. I want to kind of scare him. Like open the door, be like, hey! He goes, oh, hello. Uh, it's always a pleasure to see you three. Uh, how can I help you? We were wondering if you could do us a favor. Um, uh, rule persu uh, persuasion. And what'd you get? Uh, 15. He says, oh, for the three of you, anything. Oh, sure. Well, that's great. We found a few things. We were wondering if you could, uh, identify them and tell us a little bit more about them. Sure. I, I can certainly take a look into them. The, the spell component, it's cause. <clears throat> yes, a favor for friends. And he smiles real big. Uh, and he's a big stare down. <laughs> Make an intimidation check. He's already doing it. You don't <laughs> intimidate him. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, 27. Ooh, maybe he'll pay <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, yes, a favor for friends. <laughs> yes, I would be delighted. Um, it, always a pleasure. Always, I assure you. Um, and he goes into, like, he takes you down uh, stairs into one of the, like, the laboratories of the basement, and he puts down some magic circles and stuff and begins casting Identify pretty much over and over again as he figures out what these items do for you. So, the rapier and the, what was it? A, uh, uh, plus a dagger. And a dagger. Uh, those and are... Oh, and the staff. Oh, we'll get to that in a moment. Okay. So this is the stuff from the Three Dreams of Pyrolysis. Oh, yeah. got, got, it was the rapier sorry. and the dagger. Yeah. My fault. So those are both plus one weapons. Pretty nice. However, the caveat to that is that to draconic beings, dragons, dragonborn, kobolds, you have disadvantage on attack rolls. 
So if you had equipped those without thinking, gone into the fight with uh, uh, Laszlo, yeah, you would have had disadvantage on everything. Uh, what was it? What was it? Disadvantage he's got against? He's got both of them. So, oh yeah, yeah. So Alice, you uh, so disadvantage on draconic beams. Dracon- okay. So anything non-draconic, it's plus one. Yep, plus one to attack and damage. Staff next. Sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, do the staff next. Sure. So the bloodstained staff of sacrifice. This long staff appears to be made of crystallized blood with a shiny dark red hue. The staff grants a plus two to spell attacks and the spell save DC. It is disadvantaged at, uh, uh, on attacks against draconic creatures, much like the, the other ones. Uh, in addition, when casting damaging spells, the user can give his own blood, taking one hit dice in damage plus level to do 2d6 plus level to one, dam- uh, to one damage roll per turn. Over time, the staff will eventually siphon bits of blood out of the user, leaving it dripping around them. But, but that won't cause any damage? Oh, I never said it didn't cause damage. So that's what the staff does. Who? What's next? The bow or the uh, the hilt? We'll do the hilt. Hilt. The what's flesh of hatred's razor. Flesh of hatred's razor. So it is a uh, uh, it is a hilt that is made of scale and and bone and flesh. This hunk of flesh will read the mind of its wielder and take the form that best suits them. So if you want it to be a rapier, it'll be a rapier. If you want it to be a greatsword, it's a greatsword. It functions the same way though. So you would. It doesn't so become like a, it isn't a, like a finesse version of a greatsword or anything like that. Uh, it uh, appears to be draconic with scales of multiple metallic dragon types covering it. Uh, so it becomes that sword as you wield it. It functions as a plus two one-handed melee weapon, which grants a plus one D6 to the type of creature the user hates the most. It has disadvantage on attacks against draconic creatures. Over time, the flesh of the wielder will go into the blade, improving the hilt of, uh, the, hilt of the sword. Offhand weapons and shields cannot be wielded after about three turns. So wait, wait. as you're holding it, your flesh gets siphoned into the blade and it becomes bigger and the hilt becomes more grand, but you eventually lose the ability to hold shields and other swords and use your other hand because all that flesh is being siphoned into that sword. Well, that's gross. Uh-huh. So essentially, it, so, so, okay. Uh, yeah. And does it require attunement and all that? It requires yeah, all three of these. All, all of the weapons require attunement. Uh, and then the brittle bones of remorse. This longbow is made of bone uh, and tied with sinew. Bits of meat cling to the bow, uh, never to be removed. It functions as a plus two longbow. And when you have no ammunition to load, it does plus one d eight. But the user takes one d eight as well as one of their bones oozes out of the body and is launched at the foe. It has disadvantage on draconic creatures. So these three uh, items are very powerful, but there's a very big payoff for them, and they don't work on draconic beings. Which is fine against mine, because, you know, I hate demons. Sure. Uh, but, you know, if you go to use this on, I don't know, something that's draconic, I wonder what's draconic that you have to deal with, uh, then you would have disadvantage on attack rolls. Yeah, these seem like crap. Well, no, they just, just seem like... situational. Yeah, they're very situational. Uh, but otherwise, you have a plus one uh, rapier, plus one dagger, uh, and you now have two silvered rapiers and uh, a uh, uh, silvered set of arrows. All right. Well, I'll take the hilt, obviously. Yeah. I'll take the bow. Right. You Are you guys your... going to attune them? Well, so if I attune it, does that mean I have to use it? Well, no, but I mean, the 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 caveat to that is that feasibly, even when these weapons aren't being used, things happen. Bits of flesh go to the the sword. Bits of blood tr- leak out of you. Bone might wiggle out of you. You know, it's 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 even like these are very cursed weapons. It's just that the trade off is very big, and you get a big bonus, and feasibly do way more damage. Yeah, but I also lose a whole attack per turn. If you want, you can always hang on to them and just you know maybe attune them later if you need yeah, to. Yeah, I'm gonna hang on to mine, but I'm not gonna tune it just yet. Um. You can't tell I've, me to what extent mine, like what the blood taking does to me. Well, if it's if his, uh, which I don't even know if we ever had you roll a heel check earlier to uh, make sure that you didn't bleed out and die. Uh, but the thing died anyway, so that's okay. Uh, but yeah, no, bl- losing blood means losing HP. You'd be slowly hemorrhaging out HP. Yeah. Okay. So for me, the bow, it just might randomly shoot out a, a bone without... 
Well, for in your case, it would be more like the the bones in your body wiggle out, and yeah. and you know bad things happen in that sense. And then he and that could just be random, and that's just like at random. Oh yeah, okay. These, you would, these, I assume you'd have to roll some kind of save every time you use it. Well, no, it's when you don't when you fire without ammunition, it takes a bone and launches it, but feasibly your bones start like oozing around a bit in your body, you know, just for having it attuned to you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So either way, we're, we're and here's the here's the thing. This is the the honest stone cold truth because of the identify spell. If you guys had just done this, it would have been you guys finding this out slowly at a time, as you know. Uh, so this was you know sort of a nice little perk that you got a uh, Kibo Freedom Peak to to analyze all this for you. Okay. I think I think though for me the the rapier and the dagger would be good. Yeah, I would say so. Sure. So uh, how are you guys divvying out the the stuff? I, like, are you? You f- predominantly fight with the rapier. Are you taking the plus one and giving a silver to uh, uh, Alice? Or uh, how are you guys working this out? Well, I don't know. What's the plus one do? It's, what's it's, a dis- it's just a plus one. It has disadvantage against uh, draconic beings. Draconic it's a plus beings. one to attack and damage. Okay. Well, I mean, what do you primarily use? I'm, I, either bows or rapiers. Okay. I mean, I have, I'll take the two the two silver rapiers I'm keeping. That's fine with you? Okay. okay. And then Regardless. I'll, okay. Yeah. I'm going to hold on to it, but I'm not going to attune myself to it. Okay. Now, uh, now that you guys got that situated, yeah. uh, are you guys heading to the catacombs of Kuru? I, th- I think that's... I think we need to. What we need to do. Yeah. 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 yeah what was it need to do, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... Feasibly, yeah, there's, feasibly, there's a lot of stuff you could be well, doing. No, no, but no, yeah, but yeah. Like, yeah, no, we're good. So you guys head across town and get to the church district. And you guys go to the Grand Duke Lion Cathedral and go into the, the backyard. And uh, there is a shrine. And you guys, sure enough, see there is a uh, ladder uh, that is, uh, you know, like fastened to the the wall and you guys head down and it's a a pretty long drop down. Uh, You guys travel for, uh, you know, probably a good, uh, you know, 30 seconds or so, maybe a minute walking down this ladder. And it's probably about maybe like a hundred feet down into the earth. And you guys are at the catacombs of Kuru. And you guys see that there's like a, a small little like shrine. Uh, and you guys want to walk up? Yeah. yeah. Sure. So you guys walk on up and you see that like in the room, there's probably about like five pillars and uh, you see on a pedestal is a uh, uh, message and there's a, like a big chalice on top of the, the pedestal. Well, this is the first trial. Yep. Well, I don't know. Maybe this is not the first trial. Maybe this no, is... This is- what Abraham told us was the first oh, trial. Crap. What did he say about it? So there was a chalice on a pedestal. And that was it all he gave us. That's yeah. all we have. They, he, he didn't doesn't, tell us any of them. He gets to he walk. Did, no, yeah, I don't He think. could walk through all the, like, the, all the doors just <laughs> open for him. So you guys see that on the plaque, it read, uh, on the plaque uh, underneath the chalice, it says, the worthy must stand vigil to the imbiber. It's worthy a, must stand vigil to the imbiber. All right, so it's a chalice, and you look, and it's uh, uh, it has a fair amount of liquid in it. It's green. It kind of bubbles a bit. So one of us has to drink this. So one, yeah, one person has to drink it, and the other two, I think, need to n- not react. We have to remain vigil. Well, or at least watch. Or watch. Um, who's drinking this? You know, you like to drink weird things, Thelonious. That seems like up your alley. Well, I tell you what, if you guys want to like take a look at it, you can make yeah, a investigation uh, uh, yeah investigation check. Uh, Fourteen. Nineteen. Uh, I don't know. A eight. With an eight, uh, there's quite a bit there. Uh, it it like it's green. It kind of bubbles a bit. It kind of makes you a little concerned. Uh, with a what? Fourteen. Fourteen. With a fourteen, Alice, uh, you think that uh, uh, there's probably about like ten gulps of liquid in here. Thelonious, you take a look at it. And you kind of like you know poke your finger at it a bit, kind of taste it a little bit, and uh, from what you can tell, you think that. Each sip of this poison does 1d12 poison damage. Okay. Which would mean that 
you're taking 10d12 poison damage. Okay. Okay, so... Are you immune to poison? Uh, Do you have resistance to that? No. Make a perception check, everybody. Uh, 26. 12. 1. With a natural 1, which is your second of the day, you kind of back off from the pedestal a bit, and you kind of put your back against the, the one of the pillars. And as you look, guys look around the room, uh, you get kind of a weird feeling. And Alice, you sort of stop and look around. Five pillars seems a little strange. It's an uneven number. And as you lean your back against the uh, the pillar, you know that you're you're on, the illusion immediately fades away, and a clawed hand curls around your shoulder and says, "Perhaps I can be of assistance, investigators." And you turn to look, and X three nineteen, the Great Devourer, otherwise known as Emphysema, and Annabelle Bloodbane smiles at you with green scales and a green dragon head and just sort of smirks down. (laughs) And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.